0: Is that a deer across the way, or is that something else? I guess we'll just have to find out. Welcome back to the Swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy, and allegedly true, and creepy, Skimwalker horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have an encounter that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the Swamp. Now, without further ado let us jump into these creepy and allegedly true skimwalker horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. I have a couple of different encounters with different cryptids, but for this one, I will talk about my run-in with what I believe to be a skimwalker. For privacy reasons, I will refer to my friends and myself as Danny, and my friends will be Alex, James, and Maddie. It was a typical night when we went to the usual place, the junkyard, because that's where people drive and dump broken stuff in the middle of nowhere. We instantly felt like something was off when we got to the spot. But we quickly disregarded it, and started going about our regular business, looking through all the stuff that people had left there. About a half hour went by, and Alex and I felt the sense of danger, and looked at each other. Something just didn't feel right. We regrouped with James and Maddie. Guys, we must get out of here, something is wrong, and we both feel it. And with the panicked look on our faces, they agreed, and we all started to walk the two miles back to where we parked our car. As we began to leave, we heard branches and leaves snapping to our right, and we froze and looked around. Initially, we couldn't see a single thing, so we picked up the pace a bit, and then everything felt fine for a few moments. We got back to a shortcut in the trail that led through a denser part of the woods. But when we started to go in, Alex and James said they instead wanted to take the long way around because something just didn't feel right to them. Maddie and I said we'd still cut through to get to the car and get it started and wait for them if they wanted to go around. And we split up, shortly going down the shortcut Maddie and I were joking around and laughing when the sudden feeling of dread came over us and we heard what sounded like a human growling mixed with a lion growl It was coming from somewhere behind us. The sound of bones splintering, and then a sudden quiet when something started charging towards us. We could hear the footsteps coming quickly, so we ran for our lives, not ever looking back, and when we came out of the parking lot it seemingly stopped. Alex and James came walking up to us, and they asked what was wrong, and we told them and asked them if they had heard anything or ran because we had just come out. They met up with us, pretty quickly, and well before they should have, but they said they just casually walked and didn't hear. They claimed they were just casually walking and didn't hear a thing. Somehow, we managed to run as fast as we could through the shortcut and barely beat them out. Somehow, we had lost 30 minutes time. When we returned to the car, we talked about it and agreed to only go there during the daytime from now on. Thank you, Swamp Dweller, if you decide to share my story. I'm not entirely sure what we encountered that day, but I do believe it was a skimwalker. Hello everybody, my name is Jackson and I'm a 23 year old male. I experienced something I will never forget and I wanted to share it with the swamp. I was around 17 years old when I was out for a drive with my now wife on a hot summer night. We celebrated her 18th birthday at a local Wendy's when she said she was tired after we ate, and we went to my car, which was a Ford F-150. I started to drive her home when I started to feel tired as well. I made it my goal to get to my girlfriend's house before I fell asleep. After driving her to her country home, I noticed I was low on gas. I thought this was strange because I knew I had filled it not that long ago. After barely getting home, I filled up before I went to sleep via gas canisters. I walked up into our tool shop, and the moment I opened the door, I was blasted by a horrible smell that reeked of death. I tried not to think about it, as I took one of the cans and rushed out. Walking the tiny 15 feet away from our driveway, I felt someone watching me. I tried to think nothing of it and filled up my truck. After the second trip to the tool shop, the smell of death was gone. Now at this point, I knew something was wrong. So I dropped the can, rushed to my room in our small ranch style house, and fetched my hunting rifle and knife. Once I had gotten the balls to go back outside, I was thinking about what it could have been. Nothing came to mind except two things, Bigfoot or a wolf hauling around a dead animal. But both of those were 100% dead wrong. I strolled through our six acre yard until I hit the tree line, where I was met with the smell of my girlfriend's house, the scent of vanilla, and freshly made hot pockets. The moment I looked up into the seemingly vast expanse of forest, I was hit with two pale white eyes staring right back at me. This thing's breath was steaming hot. Its hooves were tainted with darkened steel. As I walked backward, it moved forward, standing at nine feet tall, with antlers shooting out of its head. Every time this thing took a breath, I saw embers fly out of its nose, and its skull-like face was the same steel as the hooves, its arms reaching out to grab me as I raised my rifle. For some reason, I couldn't bring myself to shoot it. This thing reminded me of my dog who had recently passed away, even though it looked nothing like it. It was almost like it was controlling my mind. It was like it wanted me to think that it wasn't dangerous and that it didn't want to hurt me, but just know that it existed. I don't know how to explain it. This thing started reaching out for me, and the moment that it was about to touch me, finally I was able to snap out of this trance and danger was going through my head at all high red alert. I quickly stepped back and let off two shots and began to run back toward my house. This thing let out a howling scream that I just, I can't even begin to describe and it will forever be ingrained in my brain. Eventually I made it back home and I locked every single door and window. I don't know if this thing even chased me, I never looked back. Even now six years later, I sometimes feel like that thing is at my parents house, staring at us. I don't know if this thing was a skimwalker or what it was. But after hearing many stories on the Swamp Dweller channel, I feel like it may fit that category. I've had some bizarre and terrifying experiences in and around my friend's house I stayed at for a while when I was younger. It was in a rural, middle of nowhere area. After so many occurrences, I asked the owner of the house about it over and over. They are Anishinaabe natives. They kept pretending I didn't say anything at first, then kept telling me not to bring it up. I eventually got to drinking with them and they opened up about how a bear was walking in the woods out back and terrible things happened. I kept saying not to acknowledge it and never investigate or go toward anything and stay indoors. But the problem was that indoors was just as scary. They also seemed very convinced they knew what they were talking about and that it was something that had been following their family for a long time. I saw a ghoulish, pale, human face outside one of the windows, and it ran into the woods multiple times. The noises were indescribable. They had a dog that stayed outdoors and went nuts barking most nights. Every time I tried to see what was barking in the woods, it would yelp and hide in the doghouse, and there would be strange noises and rustling in the trees. One night I was outside with my friend, and we kept feeling a presence in the field across the street. As soon as we started talking about it, these human-like shrieks started coming from that direction, and we both freaked out and ran inside. More effed up stuff happened after that. It felt like I was in a months-long horror film, but yet it felt very surreal. I haven't told anyone about it since it happened. I lived there for three months, and I've never been able to explain the things that happened there in a rational way. Whatever it was, it didn't seem like it was trying to necessarily come from me, but the family in general. I honestly don't know what it was. I figured I'd get some opinions and discuss it with some people that I'd met online, and a lot of people told me to send this into Swamp Dweller to see if I could figure this out. Honestly, I have no idea, but it seems a lot of people seem to think it's a skinwalker. This starts back in 2019. I was up really late by myself, and it was around 2 a.m. I heard a knock on the front door. At such a late hour, I went to see who this was, but there was nobody in view through the peephole. So I moved down to the side window curtain and saw some black hair. I immediately thought my friend's black German shepherd had gotten out, and I went right back and started calling her name. She didn't come, which was odd because she loved attention. So after not hearing or seeing her coming, I went back inside to the front door. I pulled the curtain back again. I could see this big black dog circling around one of the vans, sniffing, and then going to a different location and sniffing there. Okay, not too weird, I guess. It then walked back to the front door and used its foot to knock on the door, which was odd because it sounded oddly human. This is where I first got intrigued. I opened the door and noticed this was not my neighbor's dog at all, This was a blast? This was some sort of massive wolf. It stared at me with greenish-yellow eyes and then took off into the small field across the street from me. The only thing that's strange, though, after running for a few minutes, it stood up on its hind legs and started running that way. Almost like somebody who's in a triathlon sprinting. I told a friend later that day, and I don't think they believed me, but I didn't think another thing about it for quite some time. A couple of months passed and she called me upset and excited saying, I just saw your wolf, which was enormous, and saying that when she was trying to bring her dog inside, her dog started going nuts, and when she noticed this massive creature hulking in the corner of their yard, she freaked out. She lives less than two blocks from me. Now, the exciting part is, this could all be in my head. I think this was a warning. We had a mutual friend go missing a few months later. And they searched and searched and searched, but they never found his body. I'm obviously not going to say it's attached to this story, but it is something strange. So I am from Southern Illinois. I am 30 years old now, but this happened when I was just 12. Let me start by saying I have always been interested in the paranormal and always loved cryptid documentaries and shows but I'm not someone who really imagines things and really truly believed in this stuff. I live in a tiny town. It doesn't even show up on the map. I was across the street from my house at my friend's house. His name is Aaron. He was about a year older than me. I planned to stay the night over there and play PlayStation with them all night and make fun of Max after dark like we always did. Yes, people, I'm practically an old man now. Anyways, he had a huge backyard that sloped down quite steeply, but at a slow incline so it didn't look like such a big hill unless you were on top of his deck looking down at the very edge. He had neighbors spread out far on both sides. They both also had huge backyards. Beyond this backyard was a small valley with a house on the top of each side. The valley's left side was a small field with about an acre of prairie grass. The right side was a small set of woods, also about an acre long with a meandering creek running through both parts and separating Aaron's property from Ryan and his brothers. We used to ride our bikes through it, play search, and search for crawdads. This summer night, we were hanging out in the clubhouse of the kids we were friends with on the hill to the right of this valley. They owned the woods. The club was a small cabin with a loft. It was about 10 feet by 10 feet with a window on each side and the entrance at the front facing their house so we were all just there chilling when we heard this loud rustling sound in the bush. It was dark outside, but we were all junior high kids, so we thought we were tough guys. We looked outside the window and you could see something moving in the brush close to where the end of the wood line met the field. Now I was not one to get creeped out, but for some reason, this time, I felt very weird. We were no strangers to possums, raccoons, coyotes, or stray dogs, All of those creatures were out here all of the time no big deal once we were outside the clubhouse and had moved closer i would say about a hundred feet from the edge of the woods trying to see in the twilight and creep up on whatever was in there we heard a growl and a violent movement of the brush we ran out of there retreating to the deck of ryan's house his younger brother got their stepdad and we told him something or someone was out in the woods he had a searchlight foreboding He plugged it in and scanned the woods and there was nothing that we could see. He told us to calm down and stop being babies and go back inside. Ryan and his brother decided to call it a night. It was beyond dark at this time. So Aaron and I hurried to our bikes, jumped on the ramp we built across the street, and got back to his house. We quickly forgot about the incident while playing PlayStation and chugging Mountain Dew. Now, his house was your typical mid-century ranch house. They used the connecting room between their garage and kitchen as a little TV room for him to play video games. A set of French doors leading outside their deck is in this room. About 10 feet off the ground, around 2 or so in the morning, we stopped playing video games and started talking about school, girls, and the like. Then we started talking about what might have been in the woods earlier that day. At some point during our conversation, we heard a thump outside. It sounded like it came from the back and low to the ground. It was enough to make us both stop and listen. Then we heard it again. The room was dark except for the glow of the TV and the volume was so low that it was almost inaudible. Aaron got up from the couch and went to the French doors, which had those 1990s long vertical blinds covering them. He peeked out one side and I peeked out the other. From there, we saw a slumped over dark figure By the bottom of the stair leading down from the deck at first we thought it might be a person trying to break in aaron's stepdad was gone working the midnight shift and his mom was one of those sensitive must be protected types we decided not to tell her as she probably would be hysterical we chose to keep an eye on things and see what happens we left the french doors and went into the kitchen to get a better look from the kitchen windows this thing was more significant than a man but it was hard to make out any details from it being so dark outside and us being about 15 feet above it. We could tell it was on all fours and facing the steps up to the deck. It began coming up the steps, but paused. Aaron's dog, Damien, a medium-sized mutt that looked like a black version of Lassie with slightly shorter hair and a white spot on his chest, began growling at the doors out to the deck. Aaron's mom took sleeping pills and a couple glasses of wine so she was out like a fat girl playing dodgeball. Plus, she hated to be bothered, so we still figured we wouldn't get her. You could tell Damien was angry, but unlike how he would usually be if there was something like an animal out there, he seemed somewhat scared, but protective. We got some courage and flipped the rear deck lights on, and whatever it was took off like a bat out of hell. Then, we crept onto the deck with a flashlight and scanned the yard. We didn't see anything, but we yelled out to whatever it was to not come back that we had guns and a dog and we would mess it up. I know, dumb kids, right? So we went inside and it was hard to get to sleep, but Aaron finally did eventually. I still lay awake on the floor petting the dog. Suddenly I get this weird feeling like I'm being watched. The hair on my arm stood up and even though I didn't know what I might see, I went to the French doors and peeked out. There was the dark animal on all fours by a tree stump at the left of the property on the hill. I could see it because there was nothing but the stump in a small hill there, and the moonlight just barely lit it up. I was taken aback. I quickly got Aaron, and he came to see it. This took maybe a minute tops, but this thing, by the time we got there, was now standing in the figure of a man on top of the stump. It was about 4 a.m. at this point. Morning twilight was just coming so we could tell it was some sort of man. We couldn't believe it. The thing that really freaked me out is that this man had a deer head. We turned to each other like, what the hell is going on? We looked back and now it was walking into the field and about to disappear into the wood line. We talked about it for about an hour and then went back to bed. To this day, I have never had an experience like that ever. I have no idea what it was. I thought maybe at the time it was a werewolf or a shapeshifter, but nowadays... I just wonder if it maybe wasn't some big scary man with a deer head on. But whatever it was, it downright terrified me. Why would this figure be on the hill in all fours and look so huge? And why the hell would it be up there, standing on two legs if it was an animal? And what were they doing in the woods? If it's not a skimwalker or anything like that, what kind of psycho does this? I still can't decide. After listening to some Swamp Dweller videos, I was reminded of my near-death skimwalker experience. I was 19 years old when this happened. I decided to go camping with my friends. My friends and I had always seen videos and heard many stories on this channel about skimwalkers and fleshgates, and collectively, we like to call them pigskinny, a colloquial term by the way. I've always believed in pigskinny, so on this camping trip, I wanted to come prepared. I brought my night vision goggles and my handy-dandy Colt 45 for protection against anything. After the first day, everything was going well. I went to bed with zero hiccups, but at one point, I heard footsteps outside my tent and squeaking along with it. I figured it was probably my friends pulling a prank on me by pretending to be a mouse or something, but it also could have just been anything. I let it go. I wanted to toy with it at first. In the morning, we all woke up and I asked if they had heard anything. To no avail nobody except for me listened to the noise all of my friends wrote it off as a mouse and i think we were all foolish for that the second day was a little strange i guess you could say my friend cooter long story but that's his nickname suddenly disappeared while i was grilling some franks over the fire i didn't care at first since these dogs were top notch let me tell you suddenly i heard a blood-curdling screech off in the woods It sounded like someone or or something was being murdered or screaming for whatever reason. I took my colt and my knife and told my friends, I'll be back. I ran off into the woods searching for my closest friend Cooter, but I couldn't find anything. My eyes are starting to water while writing this, so I had to pause, but now I am resuming. I began to smell blood and copper in the air. I heard about this in all the stories, but how do I even write this? I ignored the smell as best as I could. I kept pursuing my friend who I presumed was lost, or trying to go pee or something like that. I decided to return to camp. Maybe just maybe Cooter would already return, or would return later. When I returned to camp, I found everything gone except for one strange thing. It was a funny looking deer, but it was just its head impaled on a stick. It had human teeth, so I tried to laugh. I I was distraught, but I was thinking that it was just a prank, it had to be a prank. I was thinking, I was thinking at any moment people would jump out and be like, Gotcha! But that didn't happen. It was starting to get late. I had my $2,000 night vision goggles to see in the dark. I saw silhouettes in the tree line which reminded me of my friends. I stood there for a moment and slammed my fist on the table. Out of nowhere, I heard this faint whisper saying, What? It sounded like it was my voice but distorted. I then listened to what sounded like someone stomping on some sheet metal. In a flash, I turned around and I unloaded my Colt onto whatever was behind me. It—it it was Cooter, but something was off about him. He had multiple bullet holes after I shot him, but—but but he was—he was still walking. Who could have done this to him? Fast forward three weeks. I'm back in my trailer on my property, and my less than intelligent brother Randy was just chilling at home. He was clipping my toenails, and I heard something like bells ringing outside. I looked out, and there my friend Cooter was. But how? He was dead and he definitely was shot. Those bullets were massive, 45 ACP is strong, but I guess not strong enough. He stared at me for a while and I stared back. It felt like years, centuries, eons. This thing, whatever it was that was pretending to be Cooter, turned around and slowly walked back into the woods super unnaturally. I have no idea what this means or what this could have been. I don't know what I experienced, if it was a Skimwalker or a Fleshgate, I-, I have no idea. Can anybody in the comments please try to make any sense of this? Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Skimwalker horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give this a 5-star rating over there, as it's very helpful to grow on those platforms for the swamp. If you have your own encounter that you would like to share in a future episode, send it in at swampdweller.net. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. I would love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. It helps me pick out better stories in the future. And I would also love to know your thoughts on these stories. Do you think they're real? Do you think people are actually seeing Skimwalkers? Or is this all in people's imagination? I'd love to know. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller Scary Stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Thank you guys so much for always supporting the Swamp the way you do. If you'd like to support us even further, you can check out the merch store. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and hats. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Come join me over on social media with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. And I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.